You are now tuned in to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. Stay tuned. Tonight we have an excellent episode prepared for you guys, focusing on the topics always stemming in the plant-based community. Tonight we'll be having a big, big, big deep dive into science behind fasting. Don't go anywhere. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio. You're tuned in to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, coming to you live from Boynton Beach, Florida. Tonight, we're digging deep into the science on fasting. Don't go anywhere. Yes, yes, yes. Give thanks and praise once again. It is my pleasure to be your host. I'm Robert Diaz, your certified holistic nutritionist, broadcasting to you live out of Boynton Beach, Florida. Yes, we have a great topic tonight, focusing on the science behind fasting, part two. I just want to say, Let's give thanks and praise. As always, it is my pleasure to be with you guys this evening. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio Live 
I'm your host, Robert Diaz, broadcasting from Boynton Beach, Florida. As always, focusing on the smaller plant-based community. Debunking, bringing the facts, the truth, and the research. The call-in number for tonight is 516-453-9105. Of course, I'll be taking your calls live. And last week, we looked at fasting. And we put a focus on protocol and understanding a little bit of terminology. But tonight, I want to look at some of these studies I have. And... I want to go in deep and help you guys understand what the chemical and biological process that is occurring, the physiological process as we understand occurs between the brain and the stomach. As I shared in today's newsletter, we have an awesome study I want to correlate when we talk about fasting and the triggers behind the processes that occur in the body when we are fasting. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist, Master Herbalist. The call-in number is 516-453-9105. I'll be taking your calls later. Mainly looking at people who have fasted and and what benefits they have seen in dietary fasting. As we discussed last week, the focus was on intermittent fasting. As you guys know, I promote and coach and teach the modal of fasting to use for many purposes. As I have witnessed in even my own case studies in my practice working with clients, reaping various, various beneficial results. Everything from simple weight loss to reversing diabetes, reversing the symptoms around hypertension and heart disease. And those are just small ones scratching the surface. I also have some interesting information that I've been studying over the past week. As you guys know, I'm ever digging deep, looking in data, research banks and tables. And I have a new book I purchased, which is an authoritative guide written by a couple of doctors and scientists that focused on primarily this thing we call ketogenic. And I'll just leave it at that. But... I am understanding some correlations and references and connecting the dots. As you guys know, when I speak on fasting, we talk about history, evolution, human genetic DNA blueprint, and understanding how we evolved to become the most intelligent, healthiest form on the earth. And that's in the living flesh. When we 
go into a fast, regardless if it's a short period of time or an extended period of time. And last week we, we tried to define fasting intervals and times. But regardless, once we understand it's the mechanism that we've activated, the period of sustaining, whether it's the calorie deficit period, whether it's it's the reduction in intake of certain carbohydrate versus protein, whatever macro ratio balance that's being played with, we understand we've created a deficit and we've induced a process in the metabolic pathway specifically of how we metabolize sugar and also fat. Very important because this is where newer diet research imprint is being implied and studied and this is what I'm researching and studying for you guys right now. But there is still a lot of inconclusive data. But we do know and understand the metabolic pathway of how the body utilizes sugar and that it is a fuel for cells and for the brain. And depending upon the type of sugar we utilize, the organs have the ability to metabolize that in different ways. When we restrict the intake for periods of time, we understand we create new signaling pathways. We turn on new metabolic processes. And this is the change that happens in the organs and the cells. And I want to share the science and this change with you guys this evening. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist, broadcasting to you live out of Boynton Beach, Florida. Wonderful August, April, correction, 19th. Boy, I'm months and months ahead. (laughs) But the information in the documents that I have is very very beneficial to making sense of what happens simply when we're just trying to understand food, nutrition, and time. And when we speak about specifically intermittent fasting, the the effects are, are, are so numerous. For example, I'll give you a reference that I've been looking at here this week, and the study focuses primarily on animal behavior and circadian rhythms that may have an impact on overall health and longevity. And when I always make a point about fasting, I always, specifically with clients, talk about the circadian rhythm and balancing the digestive cycle because this is a less stressful load on the human body. Looks like we got a caller on line one. Uh, we'll go to the phone lines here in a second. And 
tonight I'm trying to really see in the crowd and the listenership in the community. And by the way, uh, South Africa, thank you for tuning in. Aruba, thank you for tuning in. Alaska, the listenership is growing. I, I really appreciate the love and support from everyone, the social media platforms, uh, the radio broadcasts, the different marketing campaigns that I've set up, local and abroad. I really appreciate it. We are growing. The voice of holistic nutrition and the facts is getting out. As I always say, the facts on this radio show cannot and will not be broken. Let's go over to line one. Caller, you're on the air. Hello there. Good evening. Good evening. This number looks familiar. Who is this? Where are you calling from? Niagara Falls. It's Kayla. Niagara Falls, as always. Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Good evening. Good evening. Part two, dietary fasting. Right. I think last week you said uh, we did go through a fast at one point and yeah. uh, we spoke about length of time in a fast specifically when we speak about dietary intermittent fasting interval understanding we're creating a calorie deficit uh, we're manipulating glucose we're manipulating sugar we're manipulating lipids, the fat and when we do this in time we, we see beneficial value in metabolic response healthier insulin levels, better cardiovascular pressure. And this all stems around common diseases, which are number one, two, and three causes of death in the United States. Most of the research data we have is focused on animal studies, but there is about 60% data conducted on humans. And we also, in my practice, have clinical data from my own practice, working with clients and myself, which shows the positive effects of fasting. I believe you mentioned that there was a benefit in what you saw in fasting was digest digestive health. Yeah, and so it definitely, yeah, it definitely helped with that. That's that's almost number one. Number one, when we when we talk about fasting, because we're talking about, and I'm going to read this to you here in a second, the stimulation of brain signaling to the stomach. But who is really in control? Is it the brain or is it the stomach? Believe it or not, the signaling starts from neurotransmitters, which lie in the in epithelial tissue of the gut, primarily in the colon. And this is in your lower digestive part of your digestive tract. But the signaling starts there and then goes to the brain. Uh, Let me see if we can pull up the document that I have because I want to nail home the correlation. And even in today's newsletter that I sent out, which primarily focuses on gut-brain connection, understanding the difference between hunger and appetite. One is completely influenced by environmental factors that come after stimuli sensory functions. And this would be 
primarily your hunger. Appetite, a response from what is triggered of the brain. The gastrointestinal tract acts not only as a conduit for food, but crucial for the digestion and absorption of nutrients. Visual, olfactory, and gustatory stimuli stimulate endocrine and endocrine secretions and gut motility even before food enters the mouth. Now, this is the first paragraph of page two on the reference data that I sent out today, which is brain regulation and appetite referenceity. Because what we're looking at is the correlation between appetite and hunger and what controls this and how it's controlled. And we understand the brain is the master controller and the master signaler, but it's also in a state when we understand signaling to receive. It's a two-way street, if you will. We call this duplex in communications. And the process of being able to smell, see, uh, maybe feel, this all creates secretion of, of hormones. And this hormone secretion begins to occur in the gut. And that then sends a signal to the brain requiring the intake of food. Typically, this happens at situations uh, that are almost too late to make good choices. Therefore, we end up making very, very bad choices in food selection. In other, in other words, we pick foods which may be uh, very dense in calories but have no nutrition at all. By the way, you're listening to Nature Roots Radio Live because we're live and we live in Boynton Beach, Florida. You may hear the thunder and rain splatter on the studio window in the background. Don't worry. The broadcast will keep going on. However, the signaling pathway, as I was explaining earlier, is very important to understand in the correlation between the brain and the gut. And this process has to occur in order to make selective decision of proper nutrition. If we have disciplined ourselves properly, which takes time or typically occurs at birth, then we typically have the brain in the state that allows us to make healthier decisions or decisions which benefit adequate nutrition, not necessarily optimum, which could be obviously better. As you advance yourself in dietary discipline, distinguishing between hunger and appetite is a key to healthy decision-making. And that was the quote that I put in today's newsletter. And it's very important to understand, again, the differences uh, that one experiences when when they experience hunger like again okay this is the physiological response occurring it's it's the signaling 
requirement for food. That's hunger. And when we talk about appetite, we talk about influential. This is maybe walking by a fast food restaurant and smelling smelling something that may be fried. And when this happens, there is a preconditioned set of triggers that has been set to occur in the body. This is part of the short-term memory of the brain. And when the sensory functions of the gut send their signals off, Whatever is stored in the short-term memory is what you decide to eat. Very important key factor to understand there. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, I highly recommend you subscribe. Uh, Right now, that means you would be able to have a copy of the, let's see, this is, I believe, a 14-page report, if you will, that I obtained from the National Institute of Health, conducted by different institutes, universities, organizations, who have the facts, who have the data. I share that with you through this platform. So as you decide to go forward and make decisions based around your self-care and nutritional health, you have some reference material to consult with. Furthermore, you can just go over to the website and seek further additional Qualified, experienced, certified help. That's at natureroots.com. And it doesn't cost you a thing to get a free phone consultation. As I said before, some of you guys may be familiar with my practice in holistic nutrition and understanding that I do teach and coach around customized fasting protocols of intermittent fasting. Pennsylvania School of Medicine in Pennsylvania conducted a study and I'll give you the abstract really quick and then we'll go back over to the lines and uh, prepare for our 30 minute commercial break. Again, you're listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist. 516-453-9105 is the call-in number. Brain Regulation of Appetite and Satiety. Department of Medicine. In short form, okay, interest in control feeding has increased as a result of the obesity epidemic and rising incidence of metabolic diseases, for example, diabetes. The brain 
detects alteration in energy stores and triggers metabolic and behavioral responses designed to maintain energy balance. So in this 14-page report slash reference slash lab conducted by the Department of Medicine in Philadelphia, PA, Pennsylvania School of Medicine, in short form, we understand the brain detects, so it's in a receiving mode, change in energy stores, which we spoke about last week, are in two states depending upon whether we're in a non-fasting or a fasting state, anabolic or catabolic, the difference between building and breaking down cells. When we talk about holistic, we talk about whole body health. And the stores, whether they be liver, fat, or other oxidized fat, or readily available sugar, glucose, okay, these stores and triggers cause metabolic activity and behavioral responses designed to maintain energy balance. So, a lot of people who consult with me will typically say, I want to work on increasing my energy. I I'm afraid to go on a fast because I don't think I will have enough energy. And in the models from the research paper in this week's newsletter and last week's newsletter, where we look at the National Institute of Health's document on fasting, the metabolic syndrome, and the impact of intermittent fasting on health and disease, which was the John Hopkins University study, we see multitude of benefits which start from triggers in just a short 72-hour period. Now, the length cycle maxed out at 40 days, which was what was used in reference However, the period is going longer, but what matters the most is in that fasting period, when we look at the change in sugar and fat metabolism by the liver, by the pancreas, and how the cells utilize what is available already in the body without any input, meaning food or dietary intake, we see dramatic changes in certain levels, for example, blood glucose, blood pH, uh, different minerals in the blood that are essential for cellular metabolism, vitamin C, the citric acid cycle, or what we call the Krebs cycle, is a little more efficient. There's a higher concentration of ketone bodies in the bloodstream. And this is all able to be measured and detected through blood tests, through serum sampling, 
through urinalysis, through saliva swaps. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, certified holistic nutritionist, broadcasting to you live out of Boynton Beach, Florida. Bringing to you only the facts in the plant-based community. Focusing, again, tonight on the science behind fasting. Maybe scratching the surface a little later on on understanding the process of ketosis. Because there is a correlation of the gluconeogenesis process, the glycolysis restriction. The restriction that occurs from the liver. And and that's the process that I speak of, that change right there. Once we grab that, once we set that change by using the time restricted interval eating, creating the calorie deficit, and then when we do consume, having an adequate diet of fresh, whole, raw, primarily plant-based foods, 80-20%, maybe 60-40 sustainability. Again, the facts are in the 14 pages, 22 pages. There's even more pages on cancer that I could spend all night talking about. It's about half past the hour of nine. And as you guys know, I like to take you into a nice little break. So we're going to go ahead and prepare. And when we come back, we're going to go ahead and start to get some callers. Anyone who may have done any type of dietary fasting and the benefits in which they've experienced. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host. Welcome back. Again, bringing the best in holistic nutrition, focusing tonight on dietary fasting part two, continuation from last week. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, broadcasting to you live out of Boynton Beach. Before the music break, I said we were going to take a few callers and see if anyone wanted to share their fasting experiences. We spoke to Kayla up in Niagara Falls. Thank you. She mentioned some of the benefits in digestive health. I would imagine uh, proper assimilation, digestion, and elimination, which all make healthy, healthy digestion, which is part of the first step in having adequate digest and being able to absorb the nutrients. Very important there. Uh, looks like we got another caller line too. If you're there, caller, you're on Nature Roots Radio. And good evening. Who do we have on the line? This is Marquise from California. All right, Marquise. Awesome. Marquise in California. Great, great. As I was saying earlier, we're looking at Anyone who may have done any type of dietary fasting, primarily focus on intermittent fasting protocol. And if they have done this, uh, have there been any benefits that have been experienced or any uh, change in health that has been noticed in this case? Yeah, sure. Um, for me and in, in my uh, particular walk, I ran into digestive issues at a younger age and um i didn't know that you could like have uh basically like a irritable uh what's it called ibs um irritable yes. bowel syndrome irritable through, bowel through stress and and through stress and then lack of diet or lack of lack of nutrition and so um for me at a young age that was like it was a shocker it uh made me think about what i was putting into my body because i didn't I guess I wasn't paying attention before then. And um, long story short, I did uh, a, a number of tests, went to a number of doctors, even got x-rays, and they still couldn't tell me what was wrong. And um, I began to do my own research after doing that for like a year, going to doctors, taking tests and all that stuff, and still not being regular. And then I did my own research, finally, because... Um, I figured if the doctors don't know, then I have to know, um, is my body. So long story right. short, I, I, I researched and I found, um, just, uh, number one, um, the way I was eating was really bad pretty much. And then number two, that my stress levels I needed to, um, to manage. And so long story short, I stumbled upon fasting and not only fasting but um uh the uh the processing of meat and then what that how long that takes in the body um as opposed to like uh uh you know um lentils or something like that so i started to discover there were different forms of protein and different things that my body could assimilate better so i've experienced um a number of benefits when I started to actually basically do intermittent fasting. There was this, um, there was just a strict um, diet that I had. I didn't know it was called intermittent fasting at the time. 
I was just kind of doing it. And um, um, long story short, my health like really improved. Uh, my system pretty much to me came back online. My skin cleared up. My thoughts cleared up. Um, it felt that I could process information differently. Like I could literally feel that difference. So that's why I told you I would uh, tune in tonight um, because I I feel that what you're sharing is is just right on point. I, I've walked down that road. I've actually suffered from you know not being mindful of what I put in. So um, I'm looking forward to actually doing a longer fast. I've only done um, about three days without any like solids. Um, and just all liquids, and I experienced the benefits of that. Um, but I'm looking to do maybe like seven days and even all the way up to 49 if possible. So, Excellent, excellent. Marquise, Marcus in California, I really appreciate that experience. You know, very common when we talk about health, disease or illness or imbalance, Overall, typically, we look at something going on with digestion, uh, bellyache, uh, gas, bloating, things we, we, we know they're not right, but we tend to deal with for some period of time. And fasting, it does so many things that the body benefits from in one stroke of time. So restriction is repairing and repairing is rebuilding and creating of new cells without the stress load. You mentioned that you realize uh, physiological factors of stress, uh, whether they may have been just environmental or a situation that may have occurred, create stress. And the body has a mechanism that deals with stress by releasing chemicals into the bloodstream. Unfortunately, this happening too much over and over again uh, creates fatigue in the cells and it drains them and wears them out. And some of the side effects we experience physically, poor digestion, because the signaling for food has to come from the gut. And the gut must be in good well-being of health, which means the brain must be in a well state of health in order to receive good signaling from the gut. Okay? And when this process occurs, we're able to make better decisions but most important as I tell all my clients we're able to actually tune in and listen to the metabolic response that the body has so we understand the science one behind fasting two we know how to apply it and then three we see the benefits but furthermore we sustain better health and nutrition by reversing the conditions of illness we may have been suffering or dealing with over a period of time and utilize optimum nutrition choices depending upon uh, what our genetic makeup may be, what our blood type may be, what deficiencies we may uh, be occurring with, or any uh, problems we may have had in illnesses at birth. Because typically these things go undetected in a normal Western medicine uh, protocol practice and they're later found out to be illnesses we now know which make big money for pharmaceutical companies which enable us to have prescription drugs for a lifetime in holistic and alternative complementary medicine this is not an option we use the whole body approach understanding the body is the mechanism of healing itself so 
in consulting with clients, I even say we want to focus on restriction. We're not so much selecting critically what we put in, but we're more discriminant on what we keep out. And this is what matters because the body only really main source for fuel is sugar. Why? Because that's what the brain utilizes. Glucose is what is able to cross the blood-brain barrier. And glucose is the primary fuel for the brain. And under starvation, the brain uses ketone bodies as fuel. In other words, when we're not consuming sugar, when we're not eating regularly, and we're in a fasting state, the ketones, which are small lipid, excuse me, small lipid-derived molecules that serve as fat now become metabolized, emulsified, and broken down as circulating energy sources. And this is what I was talking about, measuring change in the body because we can take a blood sample and measure the blood lipids and see an increase when we are so many days into the fast. And when we spoke about intervals of fasting, uh, we do want to take time to start off small. And we do want to utilize time-restricted eating intervals so we are still consuming adequate nutrition, dense calorie nutrition, which actually matters. Again, you're listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist, broadcasting to you live out of Boynton Beach, Florida, on a warm subtropical night, lightning strikes under the coconut tree. We're digging deep and focusing on the science behind fasting and understanding the brain's role in metabolic change, which is when the body, the cells, in the organs, the liver, the digestive tissues of the esophagus, the stomach, the intestine, the small intestine, the large intestine, the colon, the digestive tract starts right before the lips. It's right in front of you. It's the space that's in your face because those signaling pathways that I spoke about earlier in the reference material that I sent out about the brain connection between hunger and healthy choices is determined in this first factor. You identify, you see, you smell, you touch. This is what stimulates the one's desire to consume. And the consumption may not necessarily be healthy. But those stimulatory senses, those stimulatory functions are what create the process. And this process is determined again by a preconditioned state that most likely occurs at early childhood. However, we have the ability to change this over time. It's just that fasting happens to be one of those mechanisms that allows us human beings to, one, activate many biological chemical responses, two, reap the benefits of modern diseases that are destroying our health, 
And three, identify long-term sustainability and healthier nutritional choices because fasting is part of the DNA. Once we don't consume food, as I explained last week, for a period of 72 hours, we begin to start the depletion of glycogen stores. This is the glucose that is absorbed from the food that we eat, the bowl of cereal we had in the morning, the bagel and cheese sandwich, the burger for lunch, the fries. It's all broken down as sugar. And if we don't utilize it as energy through the Krebs cycle as ATP for muscle tissue, it is stored as fat. The problem is this keeps happening over and over and over again. Now we have problems with insulin response, hormone function. We drain the pancreas. We become type 2 diabetic. We begin to clog our arteries. We develop heart disease, arteriosclerosis, the hardening of the arteries. Hypertension stage 1, hypertension stage 2, rash, irritable bowel disease, irritable bowel syndrome, ulcerative colitis, ulcers within all tissues of the digestive tract. There's so many different effects of putting abuse on the body through poor dietary choice, let alone environmental influence. As we know, environment is the other contributing factor to longevity and health. Very important. You're listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist. ATP. The preferred fuel for the brain is a sugar the primary fuel for the brain is a sugar the muscles will utilize some of this sugar in different forms glucose is transported to the brain glucose transporters and we have other transport mechanisms for muscles, which also have fatty acid synthesis. Muscles can also use ketone bodies. Again, there's that keto word. And this is a result of fasting. This is a result of restricting food intake for a period of time, enabling a metabolic process to occur. That is the science behind fasting because over a period of time humans have learned how to evolve without having food and this scientific process is what we typically say as living off of your own body fat and we all have body fat regardless of our body mass index we all have it this is the fat that suffocates the heart that squeezes on the kidneys, that creates the diseases, that clogs the arteries. These are the low-density lipid proteins, which typically is the result of a poor diet. So when we can reduce the stress load 
on the digestive tract when we can induce metabolic triggers which stimulate pathways that open up expression of change of weight loss of healthier blood glucose we're able to reap the benefits built in science mechanism we call fasting and now we look at different aspects of it in what we call keto which is the short term for ketogenesis which is the metabolized function of lipids fat so fasting we're just looking at sugar and keto we're looking at fat but the science is the same Nature Roots Radio, I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist, broadcasting to you live from Boynton Beach. NatureRoots.com is the website. Etsy.com, Be Her Natural is the store. It doesn't cost a thing to go to the site and learn a little more about me and my bio and understand the educational platform that I put forth for Nature Roots Holistic Healing Services. By providing alternative plant-based options for the smaller people in this community. As some of you may understand, I live a plant-based lifestyle that some would probably consider to be vegan. But I make decisions based upon what works best for my body. And I don't sway in any one direction for any motive. But be understood, each individual human is unique. And the approach to how that person is healed should also be unique and custom. And this is the process that I use in my healing modality. Before we get off, I wanted to touch a little bit on ketone body metabolism and uptake and understanding now the body's in a fasting state. It, it, it needs to have fuel. The cells still need fuel, which aren't coming from sugar, the primary source of fuel for the brain and the muscle tissues and the cells. But in this case, from what I told you are lipids, fat, cholesterols, LDL, HDL, high-density lipids, low-density lipids. Tissues in time of fasting or prolonged exercise. Prolonged exercise or fasting creates circulating energy sources. And this is done with fat. So ketone bodies are small lipid-derived molecules that may serve as a circulating energy source for tissues in time of fasting or prolonged Exercise, that means that pain we experience with exercise and hunger is all psychological. That's what I explained to you in the first 30 minutes of the show. Again, you're listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz, Certified Holistic Nutritionist, broadcasting to you live out of Boynton Beach. As we prepare to bring the show to an end, wrapping up part two dietary fasting we use the reference from Pennsylvania University we also had the John Hopkins University reference 
you're not subscribed to the newsletter, you can go to my website, natureroots.com. Subscribe, become a member for free. Every week, I have excellent topics which help debunk, bring the facts. As I always say, the facts on this radio show cannot and will not be broken. Only bring you the truth with proof from the scientific data, from the studies, from some clinical labs that I may have conducted. So that you are able to go into your self-care, into your sacred space and make proper educated decisions That's most beneficial for your health. This is what I believe. This is what I teach. This is what I coach. Focusing on plant-based nutrition. While there are aids, they are just that, to support as we use a whole body approach, as we use fasting as a tool to transition to a better place, a better state, a better well-being, it's one part of the connection. It's one of the easiest connections that we must learn how to properly activate because it's based upon the cycle's of the circadian rhythms when we wake when we sleep heart rate when the body is in its most highly state of digestive period that means when the gastric juices in the stomach are at their greatest potential when the body shuts down when the glycogen stores begin to reduce when the hormone functions change all these functions that we can reduce By controlling the stress load on the metabolic function of the human body. By first understanding the data, analyzing it, being able to make a decision. This is what matters most. Tonight, we focused on part two, like I said, of dietary fasting. We utilize some excellent references, and there are so many of them. I can spend one year putting out newsletters every week on a completely different reference or study. But what's most important to understand is that while there are benefits to fasting, we have to be able to finally fine-tune and listen to the response mechanism that the metabolic system has given us. When we can do that, we can master the optimum nutrition for the Holy Temple. Again, radio. I'm your host, Robert Diaz. It has been my pleasure broadcasting to you live out of Boynton Beach, Florida. We'll be back next week, as always, Friday nights, 9 p.m. 
Eastern Time. Next week, we are going to have a really great topic. We're going to have a special guest host. If you're not subscribed, go to natureroots.com. Go to the bottom of the page. Subscribe to the newsletter. If you want to check out the store, there's a link to the Etsy shop where you can find those support aids. And that's exactly what they are. This is the whole body approach. I hope you guys have a great weekend with your family, loved ones, and friends. Take time to reflect. Put you first. Again, you're listening to Nature Roots Radio. I'm your host, certified holistic nutritionist, Robert Diaz, broadcasting to you live. Peace, love, respect. I'll see you guys next week. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.